When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 41 of Flitswatch Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about Diary of a Teenage Girl with Eleanor and Jenny from Story Etc. Like what you hear? Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and visit the website flixwatcher.tv for full listings about this particular show. As always, films reviewed in this podcast were available to stream on Netflix UK at the time of recording. There may be bad language and there may be spoilers. You have been warned. This episode of Flixwatcher Pod is brought to you by GL Productions. GL Productions provide hassle-free professional quality podcast production at an affordable price. So if you're looking to get into podcasting but fancy a little bit of professionalism to help you out, then uh, we highly recommend GL Productions. If you fancy 10% off your bespoke podcast production package, tell them Kobe and Helen sent you for your first order. Hello and welcome to Flix Watcher Pod. And today we are joined by Eleanor and Jenny like to say hello and uh, tell us a bit more about your podcast. Hello, I'm hey. Eleanor. I'm Jenny. We are from Story Etc. podcast. We are a monthly uh, anthology podcast discussing and exploring all things fiction. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's about it in a nutshell. Yeah. And when we talk about fiction, is it just what forms of fiction? Are we talking theatre, cinema? Tell, tell people a bit more about the the fiction you you any form you got any, fiction in yeah. all forms yeah we try and we try and look at it from the perspective of people who are making it and you know storytellers actors or writers and that kind of thing and then the process is sort of behind the scenes so producing and that kind of stuff and then each episode also has some original or new writing or a new production of actual fiction so a play or a poem or a song or something because you guys perform and write some of the stuff and you guys are you're, you're an actor as well aren't you jenny i'm not no you're not, but you just no. you just love it yeah <laughs> but yeah, Ellen, you're, you're I an am an actor as well. Yeah. And have been known to appear in Story Etc. Non presenting bits as well. <laughs> and where, where can you find it on Twitter? At Story Etc. Pod. Fantastic. Well, we'll link to that in the show notes, guys. And we are talking today about Diary of a Teenage Girl, the Diary of the Teenage Girl. And Ellen, it was your choice. So yes. can you let us know A, why you chose it, and B, what happens? So I chose this film, it'd been on my list for quite a while actually and I didn't know lots about it but I had a sense that it was one of those films that looks quite funny and lighthearted, but actually was a bit not as well which turned out to be exactly right and also because I love Kristen Wiig so much so I wanted to see what she was doing in this and in terms of what happens so it's a coming of age story that focuses on a girl called Minnie who is an aspiring cartoonist who lives with her mum and sister in San Francisco late late 70s in the late yeah so 76 I think and her mother is played by Kristen Wiig and um, and we follow Minnie as she well the film begins with her losing her virginity to and the start of a relationship with her mother's boyfriend and we sort of see her navigate that and attempt to forge her identity as a sort of a, a sexual being and a 
a daughter and a sister and a friend and a creative person as well. Yeah, it's fair synopsis. So what are your thoughts? We go to... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to Jenny first. Had you seen this before? I had attempted to watch this before. Ooh, attempted? And turned off. <gasps> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> After about... 15 minutes and I don't know because because I didn't I, when on the first attempt I was like no I'm just not it's too weird I'm too uncomfortable <laughs> I'm just gonna switch off and go and watch babe or something but I didn't feel that level of discomfort second time around to that extent so I don't know whether I was just not in the mood for that <laughs> at the time <laughs> I think you might have to be in the right mood I, I don't know what the right mood is mm-hmm. for yeah but I enjoyed it I find it quite interesting like I'm still thinking about it I'm still weighing things up in Mm. my head a couple of days later about how how I feel about that relationship and how I feel about her and her actions and and that kind of stuff and I'm I'm, I'm sort of undecided so I guess it's one of those that that might stay with you a while even if my actual response to the film itself was only kind of lukewarm sure makes sense I think I like I do like those films that that make you think more outside of it and kind of try and join the dots a bit and this on on the on the front of this, it seems like a quite straightforward kind of film, doesn't it? So, to for you to come away from that, a in the first time watching it, thinking I can't deal with this right now, to b thinking when you've finished watching it, thinking and actually what was going on there and how did that work and yeah. is is that right? Is is kind of I think it's an interesting uh, takeaway from it, really. Helen, um, well, I've seen I've seen this before when it first came on Netflix. It's like oh, I miss this at the cinema. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it. I think it's great. I think it's really uncompromising in everything about it. And I know that had I watched it when I was a teenager, it just would be my ultimate favourite film. Yeah, it's Belle Powley, I think she yeah. plays Minnie. She's great. You know, it is it's quite a bold opening, really. And I think you will kind of get a feel for it in the first half an hour and whether it's going to be something you're going to like but there's also lots of really sweet moments as well lots of funny moments and great performances by everyone i don't know i loved it which i was glad about because it was my pick (laughs) i thought it dealt with a lot of sort of thorny things in a really nuanced and non-judgmental way so things like consent and you know age gaps and relationships but also sort of you know breaking through personal sort of comfort zones and things like that thing doing things you're uncomfortable about and maybe regretting it and I just thought it portrayed lots of different kinds of relationships in a really honest and upfront yeah way I really liked it yeah this is my second I did see it at the cinema and I enjoyed it then and I enjoyed it again this is my second time watching it on this time being on Netflix but I think the I mean we've talked about we talked about Manhattan as one of our earlier episodes didn't we Helen and this, the age gap between Belle Powley's character, Minnie, and, and Monroe being Minnie's mum's boyfriend is 20 years. And that's, that's 15 years old to 35. I'm, and I'm 36 now, 37, sorry. I could not even imagine having a relationship with someone who's 20 years my junior at you know, this kind of age gap. So mm-hmm. that is kind of forefront in, this, in the story. But in spite of that, it doesn't seem to have the same kind of ickiness as Manhattan does for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, but they're different kind of films, though. I don't really, I don't really compare this at all with that because for the start, it's something that she 
it's her point yeah. of view and the whole point is that she's having this relationship that is clearly unsuitable for many reasons i mean firstly because he's in effect her surrogate father you know he's meant to be if he's you know in that relationship then he is becomes her father whereas woody allen isn't the girl's father he's just you know he's just picked a girlfriend who's younger so it's, it's i don't is that in the film or is that yeah well this, yeah. this is it isn't it this is the whole thing about <laughs> the early woody allen films but i they're two different types of films that i, I don't i don't really compare them but can you i mean they are two different types of films completely but there is a central concept still yeah well that's what drives the film isn't it the mm. fact that she has decided to have this sexual relationship with someone who is clearly too old and obviously going to upset her mother. You know, she go, she, at no point is she in a position where she's, she wants to stop and he carries on. So it's her decision all the way, which I think is brilliant Mm. that, you know, she makes all the moves and, you know, she's the one demanding it from him, which is great. So it's kind of tricky because she's such an empowering character and yet she's having this terrible relationship, which, you know, people, teenagers have terrible relationships oh, all the time. Yeah. Not necessarily with people who are much older or, you know, their mother's boyfriends, but they, they do happen and the age gaps do happen as well. It's, you know, it's not something that's hidden. There's loads of teenagers out there who behind their mother's backs are in relationships with older men. Older age gaps, maybe not as big age gaps. That's kind of what happens a mm. little bit. And also, you know, the era that it is, it's kind of the the 60s have been and gone. And obviously, like her mother's still kind of living out maybe a little bit of that lifestyle, but it's kind of coming, you know, towards the 80s. So the 70s have been a little bit harsher. Yeah, Things have gone a little bit more wrong. We're going towards the 80s. So it's all kind of of that period as well, of sort of the end of free love and, you know, things getting a little bit less sure about what's going to happen. She's clinging on to it, isn't she? Mm. Her mother. See that, yeah, summer yeah. of love type she's, thing. She's, yeah. ba- she's basically realized that, you know, she's getting older and, you know, she's just lost her job. She's reliant on her ex-partner to fund everything. She's just found out that obviously her daughter is having a relationship with her partner. So she's really struggling. And, you know, at the end where she says, let's pretend we're sisters, you know, it's it's kind of funny, but it's also really, really sad that she's obviously trying to be young and thinks that it, you know, and she also, when he says that, um, she thinks it's sad that her mother needs a man to feel complete. I think, I mean, one of the, we've talked about the age gap, but there's also that really, that Belle has an admirer in her own school, in her own class, who she intimidates with her veracity, I guess. I thought that was really a nice, I'm glad they put that in the film, because yeah. I thought one of the interesting things that comes back to the age gap as well is that there's no doubt that even though she's only 15, you know, Minnie is a young woman Mm. and as you said the choices are hers and that kind of thing and that it's not the fact that she's having a sexual relationship that kind of is unpleasant and I think the use of that you know the relationship with the mother's boyfriend this this big age gap one that they use this sort of 
thing that everyone on the face of it will probably find quite shocking, but actually use it to explore all the other things that are wrong with him and the wrong and wrong with how he sees her. And it's and it becomes this kind of what I thought was like an awesome reversal of the manic pixie dream girl thing of you yeah. see you see him fetishizing how young she is and how kind of you know crazy and playful and stuff. And yet we see it all from her point of view. And he just comes off as so vapid and so Oh, he's such a loser. Yeah, when he rings her up and he's been arrested and he's got no shoes on, yeah, and she's just a bit like, yeah. Or when he says, "Oh, don't show your drawings to anyone; they'll think they're weird." And we're like, "Why are you asking me stupid questions about my favorite color?" I mean, he's just awful. But I love that that they didn't just stop on, "Oh, he's a you know, he's older, a and creepy he's, mm. sex yeah, pest." Exactly. He kind of isn't. He's just a bit of an idiot, really. Yeah, exactly. And there was so much more that was wrong with his attitude to her than just the fact that he was, you know, clearly in a position of responsibility. But I thought the relationship she had with the the boy in her school yeah. really sort of sort of worked in counterpoint to it because it showed that she was far too much woman for either of them, to be honest. Like, <laughs> like much too free and sort of, um, you know. Liberated. Yeah. I mean, basically, she wanted to have sex and he was the closest thing available. Mm. And, you know, then it just kind of evolved from that. Yeah. I did find it really refreshing to have a, a positive, in a way, positive storytelling of, of teenage female sexuality. You mm. don't really see that much without them being objectified. So there was nudity in this film. Obviously, we saw them having sex and, you know, she sort of, sort of viewed her own body and kind of examined herself and that kind of thing. But it was all done in this kind of way of that. That's we're not looking at her. She's looking at herself and we just happen to be around for that which i just thought was really nice after all of this you know all of the times we see teenage girls or young women and, and their sex life becomes not for them anymore mm. whereas this her sex life was definitely for her and where it became not for her she I, those are the moments that she took ownership of it yeah. and left and, and noticed and yeah. corrected and yeah. and said oh, i'm not going to do that again or yeah. yeah i thought that was brilliant because to have a film like this without seeing those mistakes would be unrealistic yep. and sort of make people who had made stupid mistakes that they regret feel bad and but the fact that it showed her making those and then showed her taking ownership and making choices was i thought awesome i mean 15 is the time you make dumb mistakes all of the mistakes yeah <laughs> all of the mistakes. <laughs> and i thought that was really cool when she, they just went yeah let's not do that again because that's yeah that's that was dumb <laughs> yeah and i guess in reference to just to highlight to people is when they pretended they're prostitutes and gave two guys blowjobs in the in the bathroom in complete silence yeah holding hands holding though, hands which is quite sweet well, i love that they were <laughs> equals like she yeah. had all these relationships with people in her life who were sort of you know thinking she'd be one thing and wanting her to be something she wasn't and then this friendship she had which they make some some inadvisable choices together <laughs> but they were equals and they were both yeah like you said kind yeah. of going no that's ticked off don't need to do that anymore so what do you guys think, when this first came out, I think it came out as an 18 in the cinema, mm. but one kind of argument for it to be a 15 was to, for people... Allow girl, teenage girls to go yeah, see it. To yeah, to allow, allow people who are actually going through these experiences to be able to see and learn from it and I guess also enjoy it as well. Do you think they should have downplayed the nudity or, down, or just the BBFC should just let it be a 15 with like a warning? I mean, if, you, if you're talking about classifications, then it has... Drug use, nudity, swearing. language, yeah. which there's no 
violence in it and it's not excessively sweary so there's no reason for it to have an 18 certificate if you're just going by classification the only reason that obviously they would do is just because of the con the context of the obviously the relationship but so if she was she was 25 and he was 35 then it would you think it would have been this a 15 well it depends if he was still in a position where he's potentially the father figure i think that's the more hmm. kind of issue because it's ambiguous as to how old he is exactly no he has his birthday he turns 35 oh, okay but it's such a shame isn't it because isn't that that would be exactly the kind of thing because it is sort of ambiguous in so many ways on paper or even when you're watching it except for the fact that i I don't think you could come away from the film thinking, oh, what a stand-up guy. I wish they'd stayed together. And like, so the <laughs> fact that 15-year-olds don't get to see it or didn't get to see it in the cinema is, I think is a real shame. Yeah. It's like you said, I think it could have been like my favourite film if I'd seen it yeah. at the time. Because also, I mean, we, we've even touched on the fact that there's some like great animation moments that mm. really, because you could easily see this film as just being about just being about the the relationship and the age gap and it's just got so much more about it and there's some fantastic animation things uh like particularly when they they're, they're on acid and they have the two varying trips which yeah. at that point that just is the two different kind of people and how they are about life and how they feel about themselves that she has a really confident amazing trip and he just has a really terrible crashes and burns yeah, yeah. and it's hilarious because you're laughing at him because he obviously can't deal with anything that's going on and he has no control over his life and she kind of has to take care of him and she's like oh, this is boring mm. i want i like one of the things you said before ellen about the manic the reversal of the manic pixie dream girl and we have talked about Hadley Freeman many times in the book and life moves pretty fast. I don't know if you've read it or aware of it. And she talks about the Manic Pixie Dream Girl and that kind of annoyed me because I used to love those 500, they were 500 days They were definitely of, a, of a time. Yeah, and then she kind of pulled the wool from over my eyes and just kind of <laughs> thought, yeah, that's actually dumb. But so why, why, how is this different in your guys' point of view? Because obviously the, the one thing being is from her point of view. I think from her point of view and also the fact that you, it's very clear what the characters who just don't really get her are seeing in her. Yeah. I mean, she is wonderful and funny and, and clever and all this stuff and young, but the but that they don't get to see all the, they either don't get to see or they don't appreciate at all the kind of intense creative energy she has mm. and the, the sort of complicated thoughts and all that kind of stuff. So I think the reason it's a, a reversal is because it's, it's them sort of wanting to mold her or pull them into her lives or make her fit what would be nice or convenient or look pretty for them. And actually the film is about her realizing that, I mean, she says at the end, like, I'm, I'm better than you. Like, because she, she is. Yeah. She is better. I also like the fact that she just looks very normal mm. And, mm. and like a normal teenage girl. And that makes it, you know, she's instantly likable because she's just a very normal teenage girl. You know, she's not she's not a bikini bod, you know, stick thin blonde, you know, completely unreal kind of what teenage girls have to aspire to on screen with um your your normal 
I'm I'm trying to think of any kind of films that are made for a teenage audience, and I I can't really think of them. Well, that I'd... American Pie. Yeah, exactly. Full frontal snogging. Yeah, yeah. so uh, any of those female characters there, anything that are inspiring or interesting or have anything about them in terms of characters or how they're presented on screen? Not really, no. Yeah. Angus Thong's a little bit. Yeah, I think I might a... defend Georgia. Yeah. I know her name. <laughs> what's up with Angus Thong's and what's Full it called? Full Frontal Snogging. No, it's perfect. Full frontal snogging. Sorry. Oh, the film is perfect. Snogging. Full Frontal That's quite an old one though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was I, I saw I mean, that at are, the cinema. There are a few, but... But it's not like this. Yeah. It's not like this. It's mm. not, you know, this is not only someone who is a realistic teenager, but but a realistic teenager who is not in a particular kind of um, cozy environment and that kind of thing, mm. who is making, you know, quite big life impacting potentially choices. I really, there's a, a little bit with the relationship with her mum that I really thought was interesting and in that when her ex-partner comments that, they shouldn't be touching because it's too sexualized. And then her mum starts touching her. Yeah. And how the film goes on to kind of reestablish somebody else's perception of what your touch with another person is, isn't, isn't the point. Mm -hmm. If it's not sexual and you don't deem it to be sexual, then it's not. It's not what somebody thinks it is because they're looking at you. Yeah. There is that moment where she also, she's really high or she's drunk really and high she kisses she's over it, yeah. Minnie. Uh, but it, I, I love that bit because yeah. it, it was silly, like sloppy drunk. But yeah. it wasn't a. It was such an unsexual kiss, and yeah. I think that even comes possibly before him saying that. Yeah, I think it does. And and when he said it, I was just like, oh, because this away. guy said yeah. that. Yeah, then she doesn't get any affection from him. Yeah. So this film was directed by Marielle Heller, and I think that kind of does show, and it's kind of comes through in the kind of things we've been talking about. So this female director this would have had a completely different kind of outlook if it's done by oh, Woody yeah. Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Any male director. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think it, I don't think it could have happened with a with a male director. Yeah. It, mm. it would have been... Just be sleazy, yeah. voyeur. And that's not to downplay the talent or, or the, the possible insight that a male director could have had, but I, it's just, it's it's too sensitive and it had to be empowering this had to it had to have a positive message mm. and i think that's best done by a female director in this circumstance yeah. and it was it was totally yeah like like she says i'm better than you and that's yeah that's a great way to finish off what do you make of her recording the things onto the cassette tape for everyone to kind of <laughs> that was, it was clearly going to be found out that way yeah but that's you know that's what teenage, teenage girls, girls did, did in, in, the, <laughs> in the 70s you know recorded yep. things things like that it's no different. She could have just written it in a diary. Yeah. It's just, you know, I guess recording it made it a little bit more kind of allowance to, to have, you know, the animations as well. But mm -hmm. it could have easily have just been written in a diary and, and one finds it. Yeah. And I suppose actually if you record it, at least someone has to sit down and actually find the mm. the scandalous parts. If you, you can just sort of look at a diary in a passing way. So maybe, maybe it was her attempt to be even more secret. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Alrighty, should we go to popcorn time, guys? Popcorn time. Popcorn, popcorn time. <laughs> so thank you to Popcorn Shed for supplying us with the lovely pecan pie popcorn. Yeah, have a bite. 
So another bite. And we've discovered if you'd like to try this for yourself, then Pitch House Cinemas do yeah. stock it. So you can have that if you're down with having popcorn in the cinema. It's completely am. Just Kermit and Mayo might not be. Yeah. I'm a strong supporter. Yeah. <laughs> but I do I do try to limit the sound, not by sucking the popcorn, so that's ridiculous, but by... <laughs> no one sucks popcorn. Well, the, with the popcorn, you popcorn, you can almost suck off the... Um, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Oh. <laughs> the, the pecan pie caramel. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> but how can we find popcorn shreds, Helen? Well, when I've finished eating the popcorn. <laughs> no, you should do actually. So, popcorn shed. You can find them uh, online at popcornshed, www.popcornshed.com. And yeah, highly recommend it because it's super tasty and everyone, mm. everyone here loves it. There's not been one person who's come into the pod booth who doesn't like it. Any flavours? No, I don't think we've had anyone who dislikes popcorn in general. No. Are there people? Are there such people? Maniacs? Maybe. Do you dislike popcorn? <laughs> let us know. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like popcorn, guys, let us know on, on the Twitter at FlixWatcherPod on Twitter. <laughs> Right, let's go to the scores. So, Eleanor, this is your choice. It is. Yes. So, first up, recommendability. We should record that. We should, we should do some jingles, really. Do some jingles, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have already recommended it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it this a five. Oh, really? I, I really loved it, and Old. for the reasons we've talked about at sure. some length. Yeah. I would you recommend that to everyone? Would there, be, would there be no caveats? There were caveats, in, as in I know some people would love it and some people wouldn't. But yeah. I also think there are not that many films that show what it's like to be a 15-year-old girl yeah. in this with this much candor and this much kind of depth. So I think everyone should watch it. And if sure. people if people don't like it, <laughs> like, and if people don't like it, that's interesting as well and to think about why that might be and stuff. But no, absolutely, I think... It's one to watch, even if it doesn't end up being your favourite. Cool. I like you. I like your description. Jenny? I think mine's going to tie in with my repeat viewing score. I don't know if that's allowed. But I feel like I might recommend it more, but I feel like I've, I haven't quite got everything I need from it yet. Sure. So I might hold off recommending on the basis that I, I probably need to repeat first. So I'm going to go like a 3.5 on the, the information that I have to hand. <laughs> But with a caveat that I am going back. <laughs> so you, you go back and maybe recommend it to more people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, like Ellen said, I think... With I, insight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I don't want to blindly recommend. Mm. I like Jenny's my, final thought. My recommendations <laughs> to be quite solid. So I don't want to recommend it to the wrong people. Like Sing Street, which we talked about earlier, I recommended willy-nilly to everybody. <laughs> Including parents. I don't think I'd recommend Diary of a Teenage Girl to my parents. But yeah. I probably should. I don't know. They should know what... Well, anyway, never mind. it's one of the things you maybe can recommend to them, but just not watch it with them. Yeah, that right separate And then at a separate juncture, maybe a year later, just say, Diary of a Teenage Girl, thumbs up or down? Okay, good. And <laughs> That's then, all we need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Helen? It's a weird one. I think this film will make quite a lot of people feel quite uncomfortable when they're watching it, which is quite interesting. And I, for me, I really enjoyed it. And I do think it's one of the most interesting films I've seen in a long time. And 
really do wish that I could go back in time and somehow get the teenage me to watch it as well because I think there just aren't enough films like this that are creative and funny and different and just really great but also there are going to be loads of people who just won't find it interesting or will find it uncomfortable or won't get past the fact that it's a really old guy having sex with a teenage girl and make it all about that and it's it's there's much more than that but that said i'm gonna give it a five because i like telling people to watch Yay. films even if they might not like them <laughs> good to uh, provoke a reaction. all your recommendability scores five then no i i go zero <laughs> I've, I've I've zeroed before and I will zero again. Stay tuned, it's guys, for the strange. zeros. Yeah, I mean, it's it's strange to see. Um, we've reviewed Sing Street as well. That you just happened to pick two films that I'd seen before and really enjoyed. So it's not always me going five, five, five. <laughs> it's me <going> zero, <laughs> one, zero, point five. Yeah. Before I give you my score, Jenny, you, you said you watched it for 15 minutes and then yeah. didn't. So do you think do you think you should have persevered that time? Or do you think there was a time when you should, maybe this is for yourself to watch it? When, is, Alan, does that, does that play into your recommendability? I think I probably should have persevered. I think I was I was probably in just a t- too daft a mood to, like I wanted like an easy watch. Right. And it, was, it wasn't going to be an easy watch. So I probably just put something ridiculous on instead. But... It needs attention. Yeah. So if you're in the mood for a daft watch, then it's not it. Then that's not it. But that's not that's, that's not a reflection it's of the not, film. No, is it's it? just. Yeah. It's also, I think films kind of suit certain times. Absolutely. Cover of it, I think, and because obviously it's got Kristen Wiig in it, that it does kind of come off as being more of a comedy than it actually is. Mm. Yeah. So I think that if you're expecting kind of her usual kind of comedy, this isn't it. There are funny moments in it, and um, and it's not like a depressing experience, but. Don't go in expecting something light-hearted and it's, it's not bridesmaids, is it? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> no, I mean, she, too, Kristen Wiig does do quite some, quite a few serious films. The Skeleton Twins. Yeah. I'd say it's that, it's that kind of she's, performance mm. she gives. But she's perhaps one of the most underrated people in acting at the moment. I think. Mm. Yeah, she's to great. be I mean, comedic I and to I be dramatic. W- I think is uh, is is a really tough thing to do and carry off consistently well. Yeah, we're all part of the Wig Club here. <laughs> <laughs> So my score, I think I'm going to I'm going to give it a four, only because, like we said, there's, there's a few people who wouldn't recommend it to. But I think anyone who's interested in film and just generally should see. It. And I think it's an important story and it's important side of the, but it's an important side of the coin that we don't hear about enough. And you know, I'm all up for female directors, more for directors and films about people who we don't hear the stories from a lot. And I think it just needs. Women are fifty percent of the population, and it's just the fact that it's not represented in a realistic way is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, and but this should just be run of the mill, I think, films like this. But keep, yeah, keep producing. Mm. Pete Feeling score, Jenny. Sorry, Eleanor, it's your choice. Because this was the first time you watched it. Wasn't first it? time I watched it. Yeah, I, I'm. Sure, I will watch it again. I'm I'm not sure when. I don't know why I'm basing this on my like viewing diary, so I have one. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in my yeah. calendar to watch it. Yeah, I can't watch that time. again because I'm going to watch. Oh, it's going to be fantastic, Mr. Fox. I'm, I'm, so I'm think, not I'm just think when I might be in the like when I might be in a mood for it again. But sure. I think I could foresee rewatching this fairly soon to show someone actually. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a four point two. Yeah, two interesting decimal. Mm. So when you. I think that mood thing we've, it's come up a couple of times. So let's address that slightly. So when 
you watch this for the first time, but now you know the subject matter, now you know how it kind of plays out. Do you feel that you need you would need to be in a kind of headspace to, for it to, to yeah, work? Yeah, I guess if you want something like, I guess it's what Danny said, I, I think if you want something entirely silly, yeah. this isn't what I'd pick. And sure. sometimes I just do. But I I do, it's not like one I'd have to work myself up to see or anything. I sure. can imagine watching this kind of in a sort of sleepy, hungover state or on a sort of evening in watching it or something. Okay. I, I can, I think it would work, work for a lot of occasions. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> like the sort of marketing board <laughs> well here's my the official press release uh, Jenny I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it again this like is I your said, first time was it this is my first complete time. oh yeah of course sorry so I had yep. my 15 minutes where I, I <laughs> flaked out I am definitely going to watch it again I, f- I feel like I haven't got everything I want from it so I'm, I think I'm going to go four I can't see it getting into like my roller decks of of you know constant constant watches what's on your what's in your rolodex of constant watches and i hope well, it and I, i'm hoping you have like it labeled your rolodex well, of constant watches as my well. um my dvd storage situation is a bit of a nightmare so i have loads of dvds in a in a big old like vintagey trunk thing but it's like hell in there like there's no system it's if you if you want to watch a film in there you've got an hour to find it but there's a mm-hmm. shelf on the other side of the room which is like the favorite shelf it's just like the, the quickly accessible shelf so I don't think it would make the shelf. I think it would be so in what, the trunk. what is on the shelf? <laughs> don't uh, avoid the question. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, like, just like hot fuzz, why are you, the why, Muppets. Why are, you, why are you sounding so like dejected about telling us about hot fuzz <laughs> and the Muppets? I thought you were going to say... <laughs> These are all excellent choices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what else is on it? BBC Pride and Prejudice. In fact, there is a period drama section, obviously, on the favourite shelf. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Muppets section. I only I mean, recently yeah, watched sure. my first Muppets film. Which one? Christmas Carol. Not that recently, even. In like Feb. The newest two are underrated, I think. Mm. No, they're very good. Yeah. There's lots of Muppet love here. (laughs) Fine family fun. I can't believe you're embarrassed to say, like, the Muppets. I'm not embarrassed to say, like, the Muppets. There's a shelf that's uh, my favourite film. It's just just behind a curtain and we don't talk about it. I'm still impressed that you still watch your DVDs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Not even Blu-rays. Helen, repeat viewing score. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you about my VHS shelf. <laughs> oh, I've got some VHS. I've got some VHS <laughs> as well. Come on, throw those out. Yeah. Oh, you've thrown me now. I was just thinking about what would be on my shelf. So I've seen it twice. And um, I don't know. I, the only reason I watched it again is because we were reviewing it. And it's been quite a while since I'd seen it the first time round. I might watch it again, but I don't know whether I need to. Because I kind of really enjoyed both these times maybe i will where does that fall <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm gonna go i go 3.5 all right i think i'm gonna sit with you on the 3.5 I, I will watch it i'll happily watch it again just not sure when yeah but i don't i don't feel like yeah it's not a work yourself up to do it it's hmm. not a work yourself up to watch it have you guys seen i'm not sure if we've talked about it before but the, the, the documentary the act of killing I think you've mentioned no. it. I haven't seen it though. Yeah, and that's is this the one that you can't bear to watch ever again. Yeah, it's a fantastic documentary and love it to bits. But there's a sequel called The Look of Silence, which is kind of based around the same kind of thing. I'm, I really want to watch it, but I have no idea what kind of situation I need to be in, what kind of brain mindset I need to be in. But recommend it to everyone. This would be like a high fours kind of recommendation, but repeat viewing score would just be like yeah, fair enough. Low. My equivalent of that is Tyrannosaur. Oh, good. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, no one yeah. really high, high score, but. 
repeat like yeah. minimal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got the strength. Or um, what's the? Is it nil by mouth? Yeah. Yeah. So I was yeah. just thinking of that one. That one. Yeah. Gary Oldman and yeah, uh, Kathy Burke. Yeah. I'm all right, but it was great. <laughs> great film, it was though. Great, Amazing. But I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Small screen score. Eleanor. This is one I watched on my bed and it was yeah, great setting. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I'd say it, yeah, five. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't think there's anything apart from the animations and stuff would be nice I guess nice to see on a big screen, mm-hmm. but uh, their drawings, their sort of look kind of homemade, so I think there's nothing about it that you would particularly lose from seeing it on a small screen. Jenny? I'm I'm sticking, I think I'd love to see the animations on a big screen and get that kind of trip sense and experience whether they did anything with sound that would you experience more in a theatre, something like that. So I think I'm going to go four on small screen score because I think it would there would be a bit of a level up mm. to seeing it on a big screen. Helen? I'm going to go 4.5. <laughs> I think it would be quite interesting to see this as a collective experience in a cinema, mm. just to kind of not to watch it, but maybe to so kind of like watch see people's people reactions. It. Yeah, well, that's I think that'd true. Be quite actually, kind of interesting. but also again, it's perfect for Netflix. If it's if you kind of thought you might want to see it, it's on there. So please check it out. And also, I quite like the idea that there's going to be loads of teenage girls with like their headphones on and their laptops watching it in bed, going, "Well, oh, I shouldn't really be watching this, but I'm watching it without letting my parents know." Yeah. Yeah. And then starting an audio diary. Yeah, because it did, it did really not well in the cinema, did it? it, it did it not? No, I, I, don't I read think somewhere they, it. They didn't know what they were. Well, obviously their it, audience. I think it might have even been it. like the biggest bomb of the year. In fact, oh, I don't think it's it a shame. I think probably it was comparing to how much it cost and how much it made. Mm. It was probably one of those. So obviously it didn't cost millions, but mm. compared to what it took, I can see it because. It's probably it probably was marketed really terribly, and the title mm. sounds like it's gonna be like one of those Angus Thongs yeah. films or something like that. I mean, I've as I said, it's been on my list for ages, and, and I've a couple of times been like, "Do you want to watch this?" And I think people have gone, mm, "No, it doesn't sound like that." And, and I've sort of had the sense it wasn't like that, but you know, I haven't seen it. So, but yeah, I'm glad that I hope it will have a bit of a a following yeah. now it's available. Small screen score. I'm gonna give it a five. I don't think there's anything I got more from watching in the cinema so i think it's a kind of perfect film and what was the crowd like were they were the people like it was no oh, it's, i'm not sure about that it was oh, it was, it was a pitch house central so a very kind of discerning crowd mm-hmm. and i think when it comes to things like this in the setting like pitch house cinemas people tend to know what the story is about and they, they can't it's, they're not going in there for surprises <laughs> counteract counter that to people who went to watch Tyrannosaur thinking it's about dinosaurs, <laughs> which is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> Did that actually happen? That happens, yeah. That. People I, thought I went to see what was the one that came out with Steve Carell and the 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 wrestling one. Oh, the fox fox, fox catcher. catcher. Yeah, the one. Thought... So, someone genuinely went at the end. Well, that wasn't very funny. <laughs> I have a really embarrassing one of these. I went to see the second Thor film. I'm not. I quite like Marvel, but I hadn't. Yeah, I hadn't put together that it was like a superhero film. So I went thinking it was going to be like just like a sort of what about sandals gods epic. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> and I was someone wanted to go. I was like, yeah, all right. And then and then modern London started to happen. I got really confused. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth wanted on and you like, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I felt what? I felt That's like so an idiot <laughs> because I was <laughs> brilliant. Did the like Thor two like? 
What? Which? I hadn't paid that much attention. Okay. I, I don't know. I, it clearly hadn't been on my radar somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Let's go to the engagement score, Jenny. Sorry, it should be Alan, but we're going to go for Jenny first. Okay, I think I was on Twitter, so I can't give it. I, I can't give it top marks. I'm going to go a solid four on engagement. All right, I, it's not. It's not a low low engagement score, though, is it? I mean, like zeros low. Yeah. <laughs> Those zeros again. We've had straight zeros, zeros on this on this show before. Have you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for not that bad a film, but I'm going to go four point five. So you're involved. Okay. Yeah, I was really involved. I wouldn't. I probably. Maybe looked at another screen or whatever <laughs> during it. Yeah, I was really engaged, actually. Alan? Uh, one hour 42. It's another good time. I mean, it's not optimum one hour and a half, but it's it's close. It's close. <laughs> uh, it's tricky because the first time I watched it, 110% engaged. And then the second time around, I was kind of, sort of dipping in and out. Mm. So it's kind of hard, isn't it? I think watching it for the first time, y- you're either in or you're out if you kind of get and if you're out, you're like Jenny, you just flick <laughs> yeah. It off. Well, if you, well, if you're out, maybe, maybe you're not quite in the right mood. So I'm going to give it a four point five, just because the second time, you kind of there's bits that I knew that I really wanted to watch again, and other bits where I like, you know, made dinner and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd seen it before. I was fully engaged the first time. <laughs> I'd see. I think I'd see, it's been like eighteen months since for two the two viewings, and I had forgotten about the animation side of things, which is really, really kind of cool aspect of it. So, and that kind of keeps you in the film a bit. Because some of the animation is really obviously blatant, but sometimes there's a bit of subtle things happening just around the head. So you're kind of looking around to see what's in there. So I think it's going to be quite high. I think we're going to go for four for engagement score. And the score total is 4.26. That's good. Yeah. Still not beating the top. Um, rated is what we do in the shadows it is yeah. 4.7 so that's wow. that's sailing ahead of um lots of other films yeah oh, i'm really pleased <laughs> yeah, no, this, i mean anything that gets a four is pretty good really isn't yeah it? absolutely mm. going through a few discerning viewers palettes so yeah i think 4.26 is very very strong yeah and repeat viewing score of uh, 4.4 yeah that's pretty strong those. yeah so we're saying to a lot of people they should watch it and yeah, definitely. There's a lot to take out, I think. Shall we see, uh, see what Twitter said? Oh, yes. Let's get to the Twitter. So, yeah, do keep an eye on the Twitter. And um, we are sort of asking for your your little reviews on films that we're going to be coming up. But we don't have a schedule as such. So no. you're going to have to just keep, just keep, keep just, checking. Just subscribe <laughs> to us on Twitter. And we, so we asked, we're reviewing Diary of a Teenage Girl. Have you seen it? If so, give us your five-star rating. A short review and yeah, retweets. We've got quite a few retweets, but only a couple of reviews. Kathy Cullen at Kathy Cullen says, saw it ages ago, but gave it a high four. Loved it and a great depiction of a teenage angst. And Sam Clements, solid four from me too. Vibing off of Kathy there. Amazing performances. So yeah, ties in with what we're saying. And yeah, thanks guys for tweeting in and everyone for retweeting. So this kind of shows, because normally we get like six or seven responses. So maybe it's just yeah, not. I really had don't think a lot of people have, have seen, seen it. it yeah. I think it really had not much of a release. And I just think it's a really difficult one to market because it, the title does say, oh, if I'm not a teenage girl, I'm not mm. going to enjoy this. Mm. Yeah. If you enjoy kind of intelligent, funny, 
dramas that are set in the 70s <laughs> then you know it is it's a lot more complex than it would appear from the sort of the the cover on netflix yeah. or the description or just kind of just the title, the title really because i think if i hadn't known what it was about i would have taken the title face value mm. and it's things like the angus thongs you guys have yeah. said and also the, like the sister of the traveling pants yeah <laughs> i feel like maybe i've never seen like... those but just not that interested Maybe people who like also like Broad City and girls and stuff. Might, yeah. Is that? Well, yeah, girls mm. definitely. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Kind of. Um, good kind of thing. Jenny and Alan, can you tell us where you're from, how we can find you on the internet and say sayonara? <laughs> <laughs> sayonara. All good we are from Story Etc. And you can find us at Story Etc. Pod. You can. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can also go to our website, storyetcpod.com and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher or other podcast platforms that you quite like awesome source and we will link to you guys of course in the show notes so guys scroll down and click on them to find story etc and subscribe awesome. yeah yeah that's half an hour isn't it yeah cool Th- thanks for coming on and choosing a great film yeah thank you for having us yeah thank you cheers <laughs> bye bye, bye. Cheers, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show there with Eleanor and Jenny. Please do go and find them, story, etc. All the details to find them are in the show notes. They're excellent people. Hope you enjoyed the show and hope you go and search out Diary of a Teenage Girl because it's a worthwhile piece of cinema that you can watch now on Netflix for free. Well, included in your in your subscription, at least. <laughs> Thank you very much to our editors, as always. Toby is the main guy who, who helms and carves our voices and also hellos to Tony, Jay and Greg and everyone else at Geo Productions who we haven't met yet. Of course, please big up mighty people for the tunes you can hear now and at the start of the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, find us on Twitter at Flixwatcherpod and visit our website, flixwatcher.tv. 